Thank you for tuning in to Church on the Rock podcast. We have a great sermon in store for you. We hope this message challenges you, builds you, and motivates you into taking the next step in your purpose with God. Enjoy the sermon. I'm going to teach the most important subject in the Bible today. Amen. Anybody know what that is? Well, praise God, you got it. You're going, to get, you're going to get the most important subject in the Bible. Amen. And if you put this first place in your life, there is no good thing that God has ever thought of that can evade you in this life. Amen. If you learn this subject matter, you'll learn to live with the best heaven has for you. Amen. If you learn to honor God and you learn to keep his commandments. Nothing in this life works without honor. Nothing. Nothing works without honor. A home will not work without honor. I'm going to say that again. I just went to your house. Amen. Praise God. A home would not work without honor. And that's where every one of you came from. Amen. Every one of you came from some kind of place you call home this morning. Amen. And in order for that to work, it takes honor. The Bible says, children, honor your parents. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. It says, children, honor your parents and obey them. A home will not work without honor. Children, honor your parents so that things will go well with you. Amen. You can get blessed being a child in a house just by saying, yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. No, sir. Amen. Just being respectful at home. The Bible said, God said, I promise you, children, things will go well with you and you're going to live long on the earth. Amen. Praise God. That's over in Ephesians. Amen. Amen. Children, honor your parents because such house does not work if children dishonor their parents. It makes a house of hardship. It makes a house of trouble. It makes a house of pain. It makes a house of confusion. It makes a house of worry. Children, I'm telling you, when you got a roof over your head, you got three meals a day clothes on your back, and you didn't have to buy it, you got it made in the shade. Say amen to that, young people. Hallelujah. So a home will not work without honor. Amen. A marriage will not work without honor. Say amen to that married people. Amen. It will not work without honor. Honor is the most important subject in the Bible because whatever institution you are involved in, it will not work without honor and respect and esteem and valuing and treasure. Whatever you honor, that's what you treasure, that's what you put first, that's what you value, and that's what you esteem. Nothing works without honor. You want something to fall apart, just put disrespect in it. Put dishonor in it. Stop valuing it. Stop treasuring it. Stop esteeming it. Stop considering it important. The Bible says, children, honor your parents. You should consider your parents important. You wouldn't even be here without them, amen. You couldn't even exist without your parents. Come on, say amen to that. I know they do things you don't like, amen. Come on now, I know you do some things they don't like. 
Amen. But still, we have to follow the word of God. It says, children, honor your parents. Value and esteem them. Amen. I remember, I always tell this story growing up. And uh, my mom raised us, four of us, by herself. And um, had an older brother and a sister. And then it was me. And then it was Daryl sitting in the back with the orange tie on right there. <laughs> See, I'm sitting back. He's the baby. Praise God. And um, I didn't realize sometimes you are one parent away from having nothing. If you got two, I'm preaching real good right now. If you got two, you blessed. You got what God told you to have, but a lot of times trouble comes to homes. And sometimes you end up like I did, you end up with one. But you got one, you ought to thank God. Amen. If you had one that just told the line for you. Come on now. Amen. That's what we had. We had somebody told the line for Mama still towing the line. There she is right there on the front row. Amen. She, yeah. She took us to church. She clothed us. She fed us. Amen. And we didn't lack anything because of her devotion and dedication to God and her hard work. And sometimes you can have great parents and you don't even know you blessed. And you tripping. <laughs> you don't even know it. And, and, and I was a trip and I didn't know it. Sometimes you're a trip and you don't know it. Sometimes you're disrespectful. You don't know you're disrespectful. You're just doing what you think is right. And that's why the Bible said foolishness is bound up in the heart of a child because you got to grow up and we needed to grow up. And there were times we would go visit our grandfather and our grandmother in Clarksville, Tennessee. And he will, my granddad would watch how we was treating our mother. And then all of a sudden one day he spoke up. He said, boys, y'all need to take care of y'all mother. It was three of us. He said, because if y'all lose y'all mother, blank if y'all won't be blowed up. I ain't gonna pip, I'm not going to fill in the blank right now. I'm not, I filled it in one day, but, I, but I, I was feeling it that day, but I'm not feeling it this morning. I'm not going to fill in the blank. He said, and he said, all, he said, you need to take, y'all need to take care of your mother. If y'all lose y'all mother, y'all going to be blowed up. No, blank and blowed up. Blank if y'all won't be blowed up. That's how he said it. You see me out in the hallway, I'll tell you exactly what he said. <laughs> but I'm not going to say this morning. Amen. And it took me years to grow up, and I didn't figure it out until I moved out of the house. And I started being responsible for their own, my own roof over my head. I started being responsible for the, my own food that was in the refrigerator. I started being responsible for my own phone if I wanted it to ring. I started being responsible for my own heating and air conditioning if I wanted to be cool in the summer and warm in the winter. Amen. I started being responsible for my own gas in the car, my own car payment, my own insurance. And one day I was walking down the aisle of the grocery store and I wanted to fry some chicken. You just can't come up and just fry chicken. You just can't have fried chicken on your mind without the right stuff. You're going to need a pan to fry it in. If you don't have a pan, stop thinking about fried chicken. 
If you don't have oil to fry it in, stop thinking about fried chicken. If you don't have flour and an egg and some milk and some chicken and some pepper and some salt, stop thinking about fried chicken because you're not going to have any. And when I realized I had to get all of that to bring it home myself, that's when I got thankful in the house. Amen. That's when I started getting thankful. Sometimes you don't realize what you had until you have to have it yourself. When you have to get it yourself. But children, you don't have to do that this morning. You can learn from me. You can learn to be thankful. Now, whatever she wants, she's got it. Whatever she wants, whatever she calls, I'm coming. Amen. Because I realized I had a great mother. And I could have done a better job at honoring. I'm trying to help somebody this morning. I'm trying to help somebody this morning. And uh, I realized that I should have shown better honor in the home than I did. I should have been more respectful than I was. If you want things that work in your life, honor is the key to making things work. I should have been less trouble in the house than I was. Amen. Come on now. I said I should have been less trouble at the address than I was. But it was some things I was missing. I was missing this message. I've been in church all my life and nobody preached this message to me. Turn over here to Ephesians chapter 5 and we'll take a look at that. Amen. We're talking about honor because we want everything to work. Look over here what it says in Ephesians chapter 5. We got to put a, I said Ephesians chapter 5, Ephesians chapter 6. Amen. We got some young people in here. I'm going to help y'all this morning. Praise God. I'm going to help as many as I can. We're talking about honoring God, but if you don't honor your parents, you don't honor God. Amen. If you don't respect your parents, you don't honor God. Amen. I'm talking about honoring God. If you don't honor your mate, you don't honor God. Because God is giving us how we are to function on this planet in the institution we are in. We have to show honor and respect. One of the major problems we have in our society today is disrespect. Amen. I remember I taught seventh grade one day, and a lot of, I've taught seven not one day, I taught it a whole year. What an experience. Most of the fights that break out in the seventh grade, or a lot of them, like probably any grade, a little boy would come in and say, he dissed me. I said, dissed you? He's talking about disrespect or dishonored me. And therefore he was offended and he felt like settling in it with conflict, physical conflict. Well, I said, well, you can't fight in my classroom. That's disrespectful too. You can't fight out in front of my classroom. That's disrespectful. Matter of fact, you can't even fight on my hallway. <laughs> you don't believe I read my hallway, the whole thing. Because, uh, Children need boundaries. And the thing is, I learned, I had to teach them. If we're going to live in a society without conflict, we got to learn how to respect each other. You can't talk about his shoes. You can't talk about his clothes. You can't talk about his mama because it's all disrespectful. Amen. It's some things we need to do so that we live a life free of conflict, fear of confusion, and it's honoring one another. 
The Bible said esteem other people better than yourself. Say amen today. Who did you esteem today? Amen. Sometimes we wake up and we don't say nothing to nobody. We want people to say something to us. No, you have to esteem other people. Sometimes you have to say thank you. Amen. Sometimes you have to congratulate another person. Esteem another person. That's what the Bible tells us to do. I'm talking about honor this morning. I'm talking about going to the top. Amen. I'm talking about being the best you could possibly be in this planet and getting the best God could ever offer you. The best home that can ever exist on your street and in your corner of, of the neighborhood you live in is the house that practice honor. It's the husband and wife that honors each other. It's the children that honor the parents. Amen. It's a house of honor, praise God. And God wants you to be the light of the world, the city on the hill, amen, the salt of the earth. And the only way we can do that is we practice honor. People will want to be around you if you honor and respect them. Praise God. Your mate will want to be around you more. If you value, save man to that married people preaching real good right now and I'm preaching the top of the hill the cream of the crop the best that it gets is that we live with honor amen, amen. the Bible said no good thing will God withhold from them that honor and respect him that's how blessings come because you honor God I'm preaching real good right now I'm trying to get you your best life right now that's what I'm doing amen and it comes from our, it don't come from shouting it don't come from hallelujah it comes from I value you I treasure you. I put you first in my life. You are the apple of my eye. You are my God and I will value and treasure you. That's what it comes from. Look what it says right here. And God, and I know everybody can do it because God's telling the children to do it. Amen. Children, it's okay if you say amen because you know I'm preaching real good. Hallelujah. While you sitting there looking at me. Hey, praise God. <laughs> Look at all first church. First. All right. You're in chapter 6, verse 1, Ephesians chapter 6, verse 1. What's the first word? God got children in the Bible. Come on now. Yes, he does. It's the first word in chapter 6 is children. Amen. Hallelujah. If you're still living in your parents' house, say amen to that. Say amen to it. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. And they're responsible for all your bills. Amen. If you get shoes, we're talking about children. <laughs> if, we talk, if they buying your shoes, you're still living in the house. And they buying your shoes, praise God. Mama used to take us down on Buck County Street to buy us NBA tennis shoes. Because back in the day, you wear buddies to schools, people gonna disrespect your shoes. Come on now, say amen to that. And it's wrong for people, they didn't buy your shoes. I don't know why people wanna disrespect what they didn't buy. And listen, nobody in the school bought their own shoes. <laughs> You're supposed to be there to get your lesson out anyway. It's not a shoe evaluation. And listen, you, you, you be honoring in the classroom and get your lesson out. 
you're going to buy any kind of shoes you want. Amen. Amen. And they say, laugh at them now. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Let me tell you something. If you honor God and keep his commandments, you can get any kind of shoes you want. You can get blue bottom, red bottom, any kind of bottom you want. Because the blessing is going to overtake you. And then you can get on your Facebook page, take a picture of the bottom of your shoe, and tell everybody, all your friends, they're still watching how you like me now. They're still watching? Yes, they are. <laughs> Trust me. The first verse says, children... Obey your parents in the Lord. Amen. Praise God. Children need parents that are in the Lord. I said that real good. Children need parents that are in the Lord so they can obey their parents in the Lord. Say amen to that. Parents ought to be at church so your children can obey you in the Lord. I'm preaching real good right now. Do y'all want to go to the top or y'all just want to? <laughs> I'm living for the top. I'm looking, for, I, 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 I'm living for the cream of the crop. I'm living, I'm living like, a, I'm living like Jay Clampett. Amen. Come on now. <laughs> Let us go to Beverly Hills. Come on, man. Let's go to the nice neighborhood. Amen, because I told you God wants you to have the best. Amen, but you're going to have to live your best life, and your best life is a life of honor and respect to God and his thanks. Amen, praise God. And it says right here, children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Come on now. God is even saying, children, I put enough ability in children to do what's right. Come on now. Say amen to that, children. You know what's doing what's right. I got a good amen over here. Praise. I'm going to turn my podium over here. God preaching over in this direction. Come on now. I got a baby that can do it up in here. Come on now. I know revival's taking place when, when I can get a baby saying, that's right. Preach it, preacher. I'm excited this morning. Because I got a live one in here. I'm glad you didn't go to children's church, baby. I'm glad you stayed in here with me. Because you know what's right. And you ain't afraid to say it in front of everybody. Amen. That's how you're growing up. When you are not afraid to do what's right in front of everybody. I, I don't care who's going wrong. I don't care who's not going to speak up. But when you can stand up and do what's right. In front of everybody, amen, you going somewhere with God. God needs some people to stand out in this generation that are willing to live for him. I ain't afraid to take my Bible into McDonald's because it's right. I'm not afraid to pray over my Big Mac because it's right. I'm not afraid to pray over my fries right in front of everybody because it's right to thank God for everything he's done for me. The Bible said in everything give thanks and this is right in the eyes of God because you didn't make the burger, you didn't make the fries, you didn't make the two old beef patties, nor the sesame seed bun. It all came from God and if it had not been for the Lord, you couldn't have got it. Everything comes from God. The breath in your lungs come from God. 
The strength to drive your car came from God. And walk in it, everything comes from God. You ought to be a thankful person. What are you going to do without a parent to put a roof over your head? What are you going to do without a parent to put clothes on your back? You ought to say, thank you, God. I got somebody watching over my life that has some sense to bring me to the house of God. And if you got a parent in the Lord, you ought to praise God. Because you're on your way today. Everybody ain't got a parent in the Lord. Everybody ain't got that. Because you got a parent in the Lord, you got angels watching over you. You got angels keeping you. You got them protecting you. You got help today because you had a parent in the Lord. I'm preaching better than you saying amen. Just following what God told me to do. You at verse two yet? What's verse two say? What's the first word? That is. See, I made you turn there because you wouldn't have believed me. What's verse two say? Honor. Honor thy father and your mama. Come on, they still talking to children. But if children can do the honor, then that means adults ought to be able to do it. Come on now. If children can value their parents, Come on now. Then adults ought to be able to do it. Yeah. If children can esteem, treasure, and value, that's what honor means. What you treasure, what you value and esteem, if God says children can do it, he even says such is the kingdom. If you take a child and get them going in the right direction, the Bible said they will not depart. You see, that's what it said. They will not depart from it. There's other places that said even if they do, they'll come back. If you put the seed in them, they'll come back. They'll come back around. If you keep praying for them. Amen. Say amen. See, God don't plan on you losing nothing. He don't plan on you losing no grandkids. He don't plan on you losing no children. You just stand in the presence of God. You just come down there boldly and stand in front of God with honest and I'm holding up Junebug to you in the name of Jesus. He's coming back to you, praise God. Amen. I, I don't plan on birthing nothing that the enemy has. And you know what? You know what? You got to know something about God. He saves households. He saves households. Amen. Praise God. The Bible said he, he saved, well, nobody saved in Cornelius' house. Yeah, you go, you go and read in the book of Acts, Cornelius didn't have nobody saved in his house. Everybody was going to hell at Cornelius' house. But come on now, he called on the name of the Lord. He kept honoring God and stood in the presence of God. And then finally God sent a man of God to his house and, and began to preach the gospel. And the Bible said everybody in the, everybody in the house got saved in one day. It can turn in one day, praise God. It can turn in one day for your house if you will call on the Lord and honor him. Your children will come back. Your grandchildren will come back. He's the saver of households. Yes, he does. He saved Noah in his entire household. Everybody else got covered up with the flood. But if you will look to the hills from which cometh your help and honor God that made heaven and earth, he'll save your whole household. 
a thousand fall at one side and 10,000 at another side, but it will not come to your household because if you honor God, God will honor you and keep everything that pertains to you. Yes, he will. He'll keep everything that pertains. Say amen to that. And if his keeping power has been working in your life, you need to give him some praise right now. You know you've been kept better than you should have been kept. You know your mind has been stable better than it should have been stable. You got blessings that you don't deserve because God is a good God. Yes, he is. Verse two, it says, honor thy father and thy mother, which is the first commandment, and it comes with a promise. God is saying to you, children, if you do this, I promise I'll bless you. God is saying this. He said, children, if you, children, if you do this, I promise I'll bless you. Don't let the bishop sit on the back row. Don't let the bishop sit on the back row. Put the bishop up here. I know he's shaking his head and all that. Come on up here, bishop. Sit on the front row. Bishop, don't make me take my whole sermon. Get you on the front row. I'm showing you some honor. Come on up here and sit on the front row so I can see you. Come on up here. And, and first lady, you come on up here with him. There you go. That's where, that's where a man of God belongs right there. Amen. Praise God. I'm not going to let you sit back here. You never let me sit back here. That's honor. See what I'm saying? You put value on people. You esteem people. You put value on people. That's what happened to Jesus when he came into the, he came into the, the, the religious ruler's house. He said, since I've been here, you didn't give me any water for my feet. You didn't give me any towel to dry my hands. You gave me no water to wash my hands. But this woman, come on now. This woman who you think is a dirty person, a sinner, a lost person, she's been putting honor where you wouldn't put honor because her sins are many and you think yours are little so you don't have to do anything. But I want to tell you, if it had not been for Jesus, none of us would have got saved. None of us would be here today. Like the old people said, he saved me from danger seen and unseen. He got me out of trouble that was too big for me. He took me out of places that was too hard for me. And that's why I'm praising him. I should be crazy. I should be in the grave. I should have lost my mind. All the trouble I've been in, God have brought me out of it. And if I gotta wash his hair, if I gotta wash his feet with my own tears, if I gotta wash his feet with my own hair, I'll do it because he's been keeping my hair, keeping my mind, keeping my body, and my sins that were many, he's lifted them off of me. Has Jesus ever lifted anything off of you? Who the Son sets free. Who the Son sets free. I said who the Son sets free. Free from Corona. Free from cancer. Who the Son sets free. Oh yes he is. He's free indeed. Tell your neighbor free indeed. All right. Yeah, hallelujah is right. Hallelujah is right because of what you've done for me. 
We talking about honor this morning. God said, I promise you, children. Come on now. God said to the children, I promise you. I promise you. Children, I want you to know you're not here for any reason at all. You didn't come here because your mama dragged you in here. You got drug in here because God's got a promise for you. God's got a promise for you. You you be thinking people be trying to get you to come to church. No, God got something to tell you. God got a promise for you. Come on now. I get so excited when I see young people grow up and they come through the youth group and they go on to college and and I I, I get excited watching y'all grow up. Praise God. Look at Miss Agnes sitting up here. She, she just come on, Miss Agnes. She's Miss Agnes got all she got it all going on right there in her chair. <laughs> Miss Agnes got it all going on now right there in her chair, from the crown of her head to the soles of her feet. She's sitting over there, got it going on. Come on now, she's sitting up there chilling, and she got it going on. Praise God. But I know her story, you see. Come on now, but I know her story. She ain't always been chilling, but she's chilling today. She got her earrings on and got her hair on and got this nice blue dress on. Come on now. And got her golden shoes on. Praise God. Come on now. What's in the world? on The Wizard of Oz wasn't named Dorothy. Didn't even have shoes like that. Come on now. She has got it all going on and she know it. Praise God. She's sitting right there next to my son. Praise God. Come on now. He got hair like Denzel Washington and all that going on. And he's sitting up here like that. He's all, come on now, looking like Clark Clint Kent sitting up here on the front row. Agnes got it going on. And all the children back in the children's church and they all healthy and they all in their right mind. She got it going on. She got a business down there on Gallatin Road. Her husband got something going down here down the street. They done started their own stuff going on. They don't even work for nobody. God done blessed them coming in and, and coming out. But see, I know a story though. See, see, see I, I know you when you first got here because I had to look at you. <laughs> I had to look at you when you first got here. And you know, I had to say, Jesus, I had to sing a song. Jesus, he will fix it. Come on now, when I saw you coming in, I had to encourage myself in the Lord. Come on now, because nobody come in this house and got it all together. Come on now. So when I see people and, and I know that God's got to do a, a, a work on them. He's got to do a checkup from the neck up and he's, he's got to do an examination from the crown down. He's got to fix them up from the flow up. I have to encourage myself in the Lord. And I begin to say, Jesus, he will fix it after a while. So I encourage myself in the Lord. <laughs> First day Agnes walked in church, she come down the left lane down. Now at that church, it was a center house, and she turned in the back row, probably. She'd get in the back row back here. And she was mad coming in here. Agnes, <laughs> am I telling the truth? When he just, just stand up when I'm telling the truth. Just pop straight up. I said, who did Miss Latonya drag in here? She was mad. She didn't want to be here. We took her to youth camp and God got a hold of her. 
She went down there with her attitude and came back preaching. Come on, Jesus will fix it. After a while. <laughs> I didn't have to sing it no more. She was singing it for me. No, children, I, you know, I've watched God send her all through college and send her through school and build her up. I'm telling you, God got a plan for your life. I'm telling you, God got a plan for your life. You honor God. You honor your parents. The number one pressure on young people is peer pressure. The desire to fit into the group so that you won't be different. But young people, you have to remember one thing. God wants you different. He don't want you like everybody else. He wants you like Jesus. That's what he wants you like. Want you like Jesus, he wants you filled with wisdom. He wants you to have favor with God. He wants you to have favor with men. That when you grow up and you begin to do things, God opens doors that no man can shut. He begins to bless and promote you. You begin to get the best in the company. Because God's got a promise right here. I'm going to read it right here. I'm going to read it, what he says right here. What God says, this is my promise to children. got a promise to children. That's why children need to be in church because God has a promise for them. Amen. Sometimes they like me, they can't figure up from down. You got to be in Kroger's trying to fry chicken before you realize somebody was looking out for your life all the time. Sometimes it takes time for the, Peter said, for the day star to arise in our heart. And we realize the goodness we've had, and the blessing we had from the Lord, even when we didn't deserve it. And then he says right here, he says, children, I want you to honor your parents. Don't talk back. Don't slam doors in houses because you didn't buy none of those doors. Don't do that in your parents' house. He says, children, honor your parents because I want to bless you. Do what your parents tell you to do because I want to bless you. You may not understand everything, but I have a promise for you. You may have to say yes, ma'am, when you don't understand why you're saying yes, ma'am. You may have to say yes, sir, when you don't understand. But say it anyway, because I got a promise for you. I got a blessing for you. Be respectful at all times, because I got a blessing for you. I swear I'm going to bless you. Heaven and earth will pass away before I fail to bless you. Before I fail to promote you, before I fail to expand and increase you, I promise you, I promise you that I have a blessing for you. If you will show honor and respect and keep peace in your home, don't be the source of turmoil and rebellion in your house. I promise I have a blessing for you. You may not understand everything they're saying, but if you would hearken to my word, and listen to me and understand that I have a plan for your life. I'm going to cause you to ride upon the high places of the earth. I bless you coming and I bless you going. No enemy will be able to prevail over you. I'll keep your body healthy. I'll give you a long life on this planet. Just say, yes, ma'am. And yes, sir. And don't cause any turmoil in your house. 
Don't have your parents wondering where you are. Don't cause them one loss of sleep at any night. Make sure when they lay down at night, they can sleep at peace where it concerns you. And I promise you, I'll have a blessing for you. This is what he says right here. He said, I want you to honor him that it may be well with you. This word well means I want you to prosper. I want you to excel. I want things to go well for you. I promise you success and prosperity. And then he promises you prosperity and blessing. That's what the word well means, that you are guaranteed success. The day you walk out of your parents' house as an adult, you are guaranteed success because of how you served in your parents' house. Young people, listen to me right now because there are going to be challenges that try to come against your life. The devil will put people across your path to try to disqualify you for this blessing. And you're going to have to learn how to walk away from some people. You're going to have to learn how to walk away from some crowds. But God says if you do, you won't walk by yourself. The angels will encamp around about you. And my presence will always be with you. And I promise you I will never leave you nor forsake you. And I know you need fellowship and I'll put you in the right group. I'll find the right group for you. Amen. He said things will go well with you and I promise you that you will live long on the earth. Isn't that what he said there? That you may live long on the earth. That you're not going to get hit by cars. You're not going to get hit by stray bullets. I said live long on the earth. Yes, I did, because he said it. Amen. Come on, David said a thousand can fall at one side and 10,000 at the other side, but it shall not come nigh me because he had, a pro he had a promise as a young man. He would worship and praise God when nobody else was around. So when he got in entanglement with a bear and a lion, he prevailed because he had a long life promise coming. Yes, he did. Praise God. I don't know no 17 years old whooping bears. Come on now. Come on. I ain't talking about no teddy bear. I'm talking about a real bear. A hungry bear. Come on, because God was protecting him. I don't know nobody taking on 17 years old, taking on 10 foot men that have been fighting their whole life. But God said, I got a promise for you, boy. <laughs> no weapon formed against you can prosper. Come on now. He said, you're going to live well, you're going to live well, and you're going to live long. Come on now. You're going to live well, and you're going to live long. Come on now. That's the two promises God got for these young people in here this morning. Amen. Praise God. You're already rich while you're sitting there. He said, you're already wealthy while you're sitting there because things are going to go well with you, and you're going to live long on the earth, which means you're not going out of here as a teenager. You're not going out of here in your 20s. You're not going out of here in your 30s. You're not going out of here in your 40s. You ain't going out of here in your 50s. You ain't going out of here in your 60s because I'm still young. Praise God. I'm still living off his blessing. You ain't going out of here in your 70s. You ain't going out of here in your 80s. You ain't going out. What's long? I'm, I'm getting there. You ain't going out of here in your 90s. You ain't going out of here in your 100s. You got up to 120 years. Then you can decide. I swear I'm going to bless you. I 
swear I'm going to keep you here. With long life will I satisfy you. I promise you my salvation. This is God's word. I'm the kind of person, I just believe what God said. I discount what everybody else said. If they talking and they talking something opposite of what God said, shut up or I'm getting away from you. I don't care what you said. My job is to live by every word that comes out of the mouth of God. And God said, I swear unto you, with long life will I satisfy you and things will go well with you. You teach your babies how to honor God, how to honor you and keep his commandments and go to sleep at night. Need the blood over and go to sleep. It ain't no, ain't no lost sleep like the devil trying to mess with you over your kids. There ain't no lost sleep and there's something that a child coming up. What are you laughing about, Karina? You're the only one of my children laughing. You my, huh? Child? You're not my, uh, child, are you? Because the devil will try to give you, huh? He'll watch out the devil try to give you a ah, baby. <laughs> and mama pushed the baby out of the doctor. Say, ah, you got one. You better get in church and you better stay there. Yeah, the devil tried to give you a baby. One to keep you up at night. That's when you're going to have to learn how to fight. Come on, now. That's now you say, okay, now you want to fight. Come on. That's what you, you got to learn how to fight. Come on now. Now you're going to have to learn how to fight the fight of faith. Because the devil is trying to change the plan of God for your family. Uh-uh. No, no. He said, I know the plans I have to you. It's a good plan to give you an expected end. Come on now. He said, I'm the God that moves mountains now, and I raise up valleys. I lift up, bow down heads and weeping may endure for a night, but joy counted, it comes in the morning. I want you to count it all joy when you fall into divers temptation. Knowing this, that the trying of your faith work of patience, but let patience have its perfect work because you're about ready to be perfect and entire lacking nothing. Mm -mm. No, sir. No, sir. No, no, no. You ain't getting nothing. I don't care. I don't care how much they smoking right now. I don't care how much they drinking right now. I don't care who they're with right now. That's what he does. He specializes and he turns things around. Yes, he does. My pastor was a drug addict. Dope dealer. That's who my pastor was. Shooting up about the size of a mop stick. And, but the first Baptist church just kept praying and kept coming boldly to the throne of grace and calling his name out. Come on now. Yes, he did. The Bible said when you pray, praise God, when you begin to pray and whatever you pray for, it's yes and amen. Yes, it is. All the promises of God are yes and amen. And if he's the savior of households, God, he is about ready to turn it around for you. You stand in the presence of God and tell him you save Abraham household. You saved Noah and his household. You saved the Philippian jailer and his household. You saved Cornelius and his household. And my Bible say you the same yesterday, today, and forever. I expect the same angels that showed up. Come on now, for Abraham to show up for me. I expect 
expect the same anointing that work, hallelujah, for every other family to work in my family. You are not a God that's respected person. You keep everything that pertains to me. You keep me in all my ways. That includes my family. The First Baptist Church kept praying for Dr. Jacobs. He got a vision right when he was shooting up dope in his arm. Got a vision, a vision rolled back and God showed up and, and the angel showed up and told him to go home. Go home, Michael. It's over. You've watched enough of your friends die. Go home. You're eating out of trash cans. Go home. Got up and went back home. His mom and dad said, yeah, you can come back but you can't do no drugs in the house. Yes, ma'am. It don't matter when you start, as long as you start. It don't matter when you start, just as long as you start. You can't have no girls in our house. Yes, ma'am. You got to get a job. Yes, ma'am. You got to go to church with us. Yes, ma'am. See, sometimes the day star rises in your heart. And then God called him, into him, called him into the ministry. He ended up going to a Bible school at the Louisville Seminary and Bible School. And he stayed in southern Indiana in the Louisville area. Started going to and answered the call of God in his life and started pastoring churches. And pastored a couple of churches and he went to a church called Louisville Trinity. And he got out and he started thinking about starting a church on the rock. God, I, I hear you calling me to start a church on the rock. I don't know if I want to do that church or not. But he just kept praying. And while he was praying, there's two, there's a couple showed up in town. And one of the couple, one of the, one of them named was Cynthia and another was Keith. And, and we were looking for a place where we could go to church. And, See, I wanted a real church. I was hungry for God, and I'm still hungry for God. Yes, I am. I want everything he has. I'm, I'm thirsty for the blessing. I'm thirsty for the outpouring. I just need somebody to teach me the word of God. Teach me the right way. Teach me because I, I'm, I, I'm willing to change. I'm willing to go all the way. I just need somebody to teach me. the. I don't want religion. I don't want entertainment. I want to know what thus saith the Lord. Amen. I want to keep his commandments. I want to walk with him. I want all of his spirit I can get. I want the outpouring. I want the blessing. I want his angels and captive. I just need somebody to teach me these things. Finally, he asked the call of God in April 1985, and he started Church on the Rock. About four or five months later, a couple walked through the door. Walked through the door. This man began to preach and began to teach the word of God. That whatever you ask in my name, this is Jesus talking. Yeah. Whatever you ask in my name, I swear I'll give it to you. When I heard that, I spoke up and I said, God, I didn't know you was that big. I just, I knew you were, but I just needed to hear somebody say it. 
just needed to be around the right group. Within the first year of meeting that man, he walked up to me, he said, Keith, you called into the ministry, aren't you? I've never told anybody that. My wife don't even know that. The Holy Ghost had to tell you that. For 12 years, he trained me. The drug addict trained me. The drug dealer trained me. The shotgun toting drug dealer trained me because God had changed his heart because somebody never stopped praying for their child. You never give up on what God created because it's a treasure in them. And you never get moved by what they're doing. Just know that God's got a plan for them. And things will go well with him. And now we're flying all over the United States and going to other continents preaching the gospel. Because somebody kept praying. You get some help today. You get some help today. Hallelujah. Go ahead and stand to your feet. Hallelujah.